Hi, it's Dave and Debbie here of the Dave and Dijanovic Show on KSL News Radio. We're on live on KSL News Radio Monday through Friday, starting at nine. And every day we start off with the launch, so the keyword is going to be launch. So text that keyword to five seven five zero zero, and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. David Dijanovic, live from Salt Lake's Power District, with a deeper look at the billion-dollar cost of a pro baseball team. Let's tackle the deep conversation uh, that usually works itself into an economic argument about why states build stadiums. And often the promise is, hey, it's going to bring a lot of economic development. It's going to revitalize a neighborhood. One of the things that caught my eye was former Labor Secretary Robert Reich. He was Bill Clinton's Labor Secretary, and he produced this video where he really pokes holes in the whole building stadium. He calls it the stadium scam. Uh, So I wanted to take a few of the uh, chunks of this video, play them, and I want to react to them because he makes some very good points. But there are some clear differences between Utah's proposal to build the stadium and what has happened across the country. We're specifically talking right now today about the Major League Baseball Park proposal where Utahns will have to put up a billion dollars in taxpayer money if lawmakers approve that package. That should happen in the next day, uh, maybe today, but in the next couple of days. But Reich begins his video with the argument that government underfunds mass transit and schools. Where we've never noticed that how there before. never seems to be enough money to build public infrastructure like mass transit lines and better schools. And yet, when a multi-billion dollar sports team demands a new stadium, our local governments are happy to oblige. Here's how stadiums stick the public with the bill. Step number one, billionaire buys a sports team. Just about every NFL franchise owner has a net worth of over a billion dollars. Their fortunes don't just help them buy teams, but also gives them clout, which they cash in when they want to get a great deal on new digs for their team. So let's look at clout. Let's look at the two proposed uh, stadiums, the baseball stadium and the, the NHL stadium. Okay, let's look at the Miller Group. They want to bring baseball to Utah. So I looked at Forbes. Forbes tells us how much Gail Miller uh, is worth. Forbes says she is worth $3.9 billion. They sold their car dealership a few years ago for $3.2 billion. They sold the Jazz to Ryan Smith for $1.6 billion. So, yeah, Reich is right. Billionaire, absolutely. The Millers are billionaires. Uh, what about the NHL stadium? Ryan Smith has proposed that. We expect that to pass as well in the state legislature. Forbes estimates that he is worth $2.1 billion. You know, he sold his Qualtrics company for for billions. Um, So, yes, both of these proposed stadiums and the owners of the franchises would be billionaires, just like Reich said. And Reich is a former labor secretary under Bill Clinton, and he's put together this video that Dave and I took a look at. We're sharing it with you right now. Uh, He calls it the stadium scam. Um, And he goes on to say that billionaires pressure local governments into sweetheart deals, padded with funds from taxpayers, and continuing with property tax breaks and reimbursements of operating expenses like security offered by local police and even profits from naming rights and concessions. Step number two, billionaire 
pressures local government. Since 1990, franchises in major North American sports leagues have intercepted upwards of $30 billion worth of taxpayer funds from state and local governments to build stadiums. And the funding itself is just the beginning of these sweetheart deals. Sports teams often get big property tax breaks and reimbursements on operating expenses, like utilities and security on game days. Most deals also let the owners keep the revenue from naming rights, luxury box seats, and concessions. Even worse, these deals often put taxpayers on the hook for stadium maintenance and repairs. We taxpayers are essentially paying for the homes of our favorite sports teams, but we don't really own those homes. We don't get to rent them out. And we still have to buy expensive tickets to visit them. And that's the big difference between the proposed Major League Stadium here in Utah is that the state would own the stadium. We don't just give all the tax breaks and give it to the billionaires, but we would own this. Now, there are some pros and cons to that as well. If you own something, we would be leasing it to the Major League Baseball team for about $150,000 a month. Well, even over 30 years, that's only $50 million or so in lease payments. We're talking at a billion-dollar stadium. So it doesn't even begin to pay for itself with the lease payments. And we often hear, oh, this will spur economic development. And the promise here in the ballpark area, uh, the proposed area that Dave and I are broadcasting live from, is retail, a boardwalk, uh, a river walk along the Jordan River uh, improved uh, housing um, opportunities um, and and much more. They would revitalize this area. But Reich also looks into this about economic development and found that's not always the case. Whenever these billionaire owners try to sell us on a shiny new stadium, they claim it will spur economic growth from which we all benefit. But numerous studies have shown that this is false. But what makes sports teams special is they're one of the few realms of collective identity we have left. Billionaires prey on the love that millions of fans have for their favorite teams. This brings us to the final step in the playbook. Threaten to move the team. Obscenely rich owners threaten to, or actually do, rip teams out of their communities if they don't get the subsidies they demand. And we have seen this. We have seen owners they won't get a new place. That is why the Oakland A's are leaving Oakland is because they can't get a new stadium built. So they packed up and they went to Las Vegas. The Seattle Supersonics did the same thing. They moved to Oklahoma City. So, um, L.A. Rams, St. Louis Rams go to L.A. This happens. So he's absolutely right. There's no guarantee that you're going to keep the team. It, it's difficult. But as far as is it a smart investment, there's a lot of studies that show, yeah, financially it doesn't pay off. But you and I were up at the state capitol the other day. What were they doing? They had a whole bunch of construction. They're building a new capital. The North Capitol Project is what they call it. That's $200 million to redo that. We build buildings. We do this all the time that don't have a direct return on investment. But we build it because it's necessary. It's needed. And I think you could make a similar argument for the the ballpark. If you don't build a Major League Baseball stadium here, that development, that $3.5 billion development to revitalize the west side, that doesn't happen. 
It hasn't happened for decades. So that's the key to the entire development is having a Major League Baseball stadium. Next, I'm looking forward to talking to Jay Evenson. He's the pen and editor of the Deseret News. And here's the headline. Lawmakers, he says, are unified over sports subsidies. But Utahns understand money isn't free. Ooh, let's talk about that next.